1: Hi, everyone. Welcome into another episode of Ask the Expert North Texas podcast. I'm Kristen Diaz. I'm David
2: Rankin. There's been a lot of criticism about the communication or lack thereof with the shooting in Uvalde a week and a half ago. It's kind of another issue that has come up about why the police didn't go in when this happened. What about all the 911 calls? That came into the office in Uvalde. We are joined by the former Fort Worth Police Chief, Jeff Halstead. He runs the Halstead Group, and he is on the KRLD Zoom Room. So, Chief, what's the biggest issue here as far as what appears to be a lack of communication?
3: Well, it's—so since 9-11, and I'm almost embarrassed to say it goes back that far, but remember on 9-11, there was radio interoperability failures, And now here we are, two decades plus later, we still don't have the instant ability to patch all of these radio networks together. That is the number one challenge. The number two challenge is when specific updates come in through 911 and it's put out, only that host regional agency agency will have it. And then if they're not literally standing next to partner or sister agency, letting them hear that radio, it's not getting heard. So we do not have interoperability on the radio systems, yet we can be successful in massive, immediate interoperability, but agencies have to know that they're gonna have to turn to the tech community for support. It's not gonna be this radio network.
1: I feel like that's something that People who are not in law enforcement, a lot of people don't, they don't realize those are some of the challenges that they have to deal with. And, uh, you know, it's now becoming a big, wide topic of discussion. Um, what do you think needs to continue into getting us a solution? What do we specifically need to focus on first?
3: That's exactly the reason I started my business was when I was a technology consultant right after I retired from Fort Worth PD. I saw this massive gap. The first challenge is uh, Silicon Valley and the technology industry is not going to create a seamless, secure, and legally compliant communications platform for all of first responders and public safety, because that market share is very, very small when they have billions and billions of users of their products. So we built our company, which does nothing but serve the first responder community. But imagine this. Every single human in that, I can show you any mass shooting, going back to Columbine going forward, but of course we have to go from smartphones forward. Everyone has a smartphone. Mm -hmm. And yes, those radios are not interoperable, but your phone can be as long as it's legal, secure, and compliant with the mandates that's placed on law enforcement. That's what we built. And it's, I told, in fact, I had a call this morning with the president of a school district association in Texas, and I told them, I'll give it to any agency because you can now connect with every school administrator, every principal, every teacher, you can now you can connect with hospitals. It's legal, it's your data, you own it, you control it, and it's a quarter of a second for intelligence updates.
2: So why the brick wall? Why hasn't this happened?
3: It's because the law enforcement culture, and I have testified on this till I'm blue in the face, the law enforcement culture cannot stand change and they hate for things to stay the same they fight themselves on this issue. The agencies we have brought in, and now you know our company, EverTel is in 23 states. They're not going back to using other products because they're illegal. You know Apps like Signal and WhatsApp and GroupMe, it's illegal for law enforcement to use those because the public, the media, the attorneys cannot get those conversations, those decisions and those chats which is absolutely critical when you have a mass shooting like this. On our product, it's 100% accessible because we are 100% compliant. But the challenge is law enforcement, they know about us, and they know that there's a product out there. It's just the stagnation of they like to keep their habits and their, 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 their situational decisions the same. Once we get them to change and see the future, they never go back.
1: I feel like there's going to be a lot of changes on the horizon for specifically the teams that uh, responded in Uvalde. It's sad to know that just about a week later, we hear of another active shooter situation in a public place. uh, Tulsa seeing um, four people killed yesterday afternoon after a gunman went inside a Tulsa medical center. Um, The reaction, which was much different, but is it fair to compare the two?
3: It's it's tough to compare, um, you know, any of these mass shootings uh, with another one because uh, the killer's mentality and motivation seem to be always separate. Keeping in mind, every mass shooting in America is one of three things. It's undiagnosed mental illness. It is revenge or hatred uh, or it is a catastrophic personal issue. That's the only three reasons. So we don't know yet enough about the intelligence or the character of the killer in Uvalde, but I think it's becoming clear in Tulsa what that was. Another major challenge is a lot of threats that are made, whether it's social media or 911 or a neighbor hearing something, a lot of them are displaced and they're just kind of not taken seriously but I always push it back to the industry, the profession and the people. It's sometimes you don't have the right conduit to get the attention of the decision makers. We also opened up that feature on our product so that any school teacher, school employee, hospital administrator, doctor, nurse, it doesn't matter. Any critical person you want in your network can now instantly share critical intelligence with you, a potential threat, and then you have the potential to mass share that to regions of law enforcement. So everyone has that threat. That's a major challenge, but moving forward, there are solutions. Yeah, We gotta get in person with these decision makers so that they know we got products and solutions to help them out.
2: The whole question of fairness as well in making comparisons to what happened in Tulsa and their ability to communicate versus what would be in a small town that might not be as up to date as a larger city. Is, that a, is it a fair comparison between those two?
3: Yeah, that's a very fair comparison. Uh, you have to remember, since 9-11, the majority of federal support funding for many technology programs, radio, communications platforms, equipment, technology, everything, the majority of the share of that money goes to your major city and major counties in America. So a lot of your regional agencies are left with no federally supported dollars and a low economical base that drives the public safety budget um you know our our product was built for very small rural we can handle an nypd and load them up within a week but really it's these small rural agencies that instantly now they're collaborating to any and as many other agencies as they want and they love it because they can't get the grab of those federal dollars so you're right That comparison is not a fair comparison because these regional small town and rural areas can't get that lion's share of federal support money, which launches a lot of these aggressive technology and equipment programs.
1: And, uh, you know, I apologize. This might be a a dumb question, you know, but I'm just trying to break down the idea of this, like in, in layman terms. Could this be like as simple as everyone who's in this network, right, that you're saying, Um, could be accessed at one time, like a push alert or like a Amber alert, something like that.
3: Yeah, you're exactly right. So your question is genius. It's not a dumb (laughs) question because you actually explained a new feature we launched last year called Incident Command. And without going into detail, because tech companies will steal this, uh, we allow any of our user agencies to literally touch three separate actions within our mobile app. And at any time, they can have a mass network of information sharing that goes to even non EverTell users. We did that because what I learned intently from the Vegas mass shooting on October 1 of 2017 and followed every mass shooting since in every after-action report, the number one complaint is the inability to instantly get out information and intelligence and updates. They cannot do it. So we built this so it is one-way blast communication, like a broadcast. And then, then this entire network is now getting your information. It's an extremely powerful concept. It's so much needed that I am literally going on the road for six months straight. Um, bought a motor home. I sold my house. And I am so passionate about this. I'm going to every single major city I can in the Western U.S., And I I will literally give it to them if they can't afford it, because it will save citizens' lives and it will protect our first responders when they are responding.
2: What's it going to take? We've we've seen the killing of children at Stoneman Douglas and in Uvalde and high school students in Santa Fe. We saw the shootings in Tulsa. What's it going to take for some kind of communication system to finally be able to do just what you say it's going to do for everyone to just take that on? (laughs)
3: Oh, so there there is going to have to be federal leadership that needs to step. And I'm only speaking on the communications aspect. I do have another thing about, um, I hate to use the words gun control, but I'll explain that. But let's talk about federal leadership. Uh, FEMA, I had a conversation with some FEMA consultants three months ago, and they were very frustrated because, do you remember the fire in California that literally burned out an entire town? Mm -hmm. Uh, there were 67 unidentified um, bodies and there were 90 plus days where no one knows because none of the medical examiners could share their autopsy and the bone density scan information securely and legally according to HIPAA. Well, you can with us. So FEMA's like, wait a minute, how can you make this happen? We struggle with this every time we drop down within a disaster, whether it's, you know, weather related, catastrophic, you know, earthquake, it doesn't matter. But The challenge is instantly getting everybody on the same page. And you can, we have to have the federal leadership adopt something that was built just for that. You cannot take a consumer app that teenagers use to share stuff uh, or dance videos. That's not your solution. Number one, it's illegal and it's not built for first responders and the public safety mission. But federal leadership needs to say, yeah, there's products out there. Let's start using these so unilaterally. We can literally launch an entire state at the same time, which you can on our product in a half a second. I could mobilize an entire state like we're in Montana, we're in South Dakota. We have five regions in Texas. They can be mobilized in a half a second. And FEMA just can't wrap their head around it because they're still back on the radio truncated systems.
1: Today, we had a press conference um, out of Uvalde. Uh, a Texas Senator finally getting a report from law enforcement on how the timeline was uh, and and the communication of who, of who know, knew what, when, Um, what was some of your, were you able to watch that uh, press conference? Did you have some reaction you'd like to share about it?
3: Well, I did not see the most latest one, but I have followed the majority of them up until late last night. What, how, what was specific on this one? um, I, I have serious, serious concerns, not, on some of the leadership decisions, on the inability to have facts relayed in a timely manner because the first two days, the narrative of the story changed 180 degrees, and that was embarrassing as a profession.
2: According to the report, this had said that State Senator Roland Gutierrez says the commander at, at in charge at the scene did not get informed of the 911 calls from inside the school, and he called it a system failure because the state told him that the school district police chief on the scene at the time is kept in the dark about those.
3: You absolutely just described what is a worst case scenario for anyone in a leadership position, especially within law enforcement, when they face a crisis like this is is because in their day-to-day operations, they do not collaborate, share information as a region. And I always remind people, and I train on this, When you have a crisis, you automatically go to what you do every single day of the week. And here, that was an ineffective and the inability for leadership to instantly share information, facts, and intelligence. And then when you have the leadership speaking, they're going off of what just a single silo of these information types and sources told them, and it becomes very dysfunctional because what they seen or heard was absolutely different than what the facts of the incident were. So what you absolutely described, yes, happens in every rural area right now, because they are not used in the day-to-day systems of collaborating as a whole. That has to change without a doubt.
1: No, absolutely. You talk about, you do training. How will you use the miscommunication that's happened this past week, uh, in your future training?
3: You know, I I always remind everybody my first minute is we cannot Monday morning quarterback this profession. We can learn from a critical issue, an error, and a misstep. Uh, but until you face the level of trauma and tragedy, um, like when Aurora had theirs, Extremely successful the way they handled the theater shooting uh, and a lot of applause. Then Chief Dan Oates, who moved on to other careers and I is actually now back in Aurora, and I'm meeting with him next month. Um, you have to get them to open up their mind that we as a profession do not have all the answers because yeah. you don't. Let's try to adopt what is currently a best practice in a wave of technology that our world has never seen. And let's start pulling the advancements in the communication speed and information sharing that is secure and and safe and legal. Let's adopt them so that we can day-to-day collaborate and share as a region. So when crisis hits, our day-to-day operations are safe, legal, and instant.
2: Jeff Halstead is the CEO of the Halstead Group, former police chief in the city of Fort Worth. Thank you so much for taking the time.
3: You guys, a pleasure to talk to you. prayers continued to these victims. Um, it is a painful thing to watch, but there are solutions. I'm so passionate. We're going to get them done.